Welcome, Agape. How are you? Amen. All right. One person is doing good. That's it. All right. Nice. Well, I'd like to welcome Pastor Henry to the church. Uh, to the church. Yeah, welcome back. Pastor Henry was gone. Um, and uh, welcome back to Pastor Henry. He's back here blessing us with another scripture. So, uh, thank you. Pastor Henry, come on up. <laughs> I'm going to do it from there, down here. Thanks. Thanks, Rich. I'm, I'm glad you and uh, uh, the other person, <laughs> Wendy, are holding up the church. And of course, not to, not to, uh, not to, uh, <laughs> not to get in trouble. Malathy, of course, in the background, constantly. Anyway, uh, it was great to uh, be able to um, uh, visit uh, with our uh, new granddaughter, Natalia. So she, uh, I'm sure if she could, she would be sending her greetings to you. <laughs> anyway, it was great to be with family, and, um, you know, um, God is so good because, you know, it's, God gives us things that we, we don't even uh, realize how amazing they are. And uh, so to have uh, two grandkids now, we have a grandson and a granddaughter, Judah and Natalia. It's such a great blessing. Anyway, so, but it's a blessing to... Um, to be here and share with you this morning, uh, we're going to be breaking bed this morning, okay? You want to say breaking bed? Come on, say it. Okay, you want to break the bad habits in our lives, okay? And, you know, there's a, there's a problem with, with our Christianity. I mean, we're talking about, we're all about the same evangelical Christianity. We grew up the same. And we are so tuned on Jesus, and we should. He's the centerpiece of who God is, right? He's the only one that we have seen with our own eyes. There's eyewitnesses that are written about him, and this is what we believe, that what they've written is true. Uh, that we believe that Jesus died for our sins and was risen for our sanctification. And the problem of the risen part is what I want to deal with today. Because the risen part has to do with the fact that Jesus was raised from the dead, and then after several days on earth, when he was seen by many, at one time, 500 people saw him at the same time. After the resurrection, they saw him. He ascended into heaven. And the good news of Jesus ascending into heaven is that he has given us, he promised, and he gave us the Holy Spirit. Uh, how many of you are familiar with the Holy Spirit? Okay. <laughs> All right, I know that people... You know, Holy Spirit seems to be uh, the, the problem a lot of times because the way we understand the Holy Spirit, the way we feel what the Holy Spirit does to us, and then we claim that all the craziness that we do is the Holy Spirit, whatever that is, okay, there's always divisions in the church, and there's always issues, but today we want to really figure out how do I connect with the Holy Spirit? And that's kind of a, a, a joke because the Holy Spirit is supposed to be inside you. Did you know that if you do not have the Spirit of God in you, then you do not belong to Jesus? Okay, so it's not about being Pentecostal. We're not trying to be, get you to be more aggressive about your worship and, you know, clapping and all this stuff. We're talking about a person, a person or the third person of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And that person lives inside you. If you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, 
He has sealed your salvation by the Holy Spirit. When the Bible, when, when, when uh, Apostle Paul talks to the, to the Ephesian church and writes this amazing, the first chapter of Ephesians is just an amazing chapter. He talks about being sealed, saved, sealed, and delivered. It's all the Holy Spirit. Uh, another name of the Holy Spirit is engagement. That's what it is in Greek. Aravon, okay, in great engagement. It's like the ring that you have, that you belong to somebody. That ring is the Holy Spirit. He is the engagement, that you're engaged to, Holy, to, to Jesus Christ. You belong to Jesus Christ. You are saved by Jesus Christ. But the question that we have this morning is, if I belong to Christ, if Christ is in me through his Holy Spirit, if I know the Word of God inside and out, if I am able to teach the Word of God, okay? Thank you, Wendy, okay? If I'm able to stand up and preach the Word of God, then I should be able to break every bad habit in my life, right? But I'm here to tell you that your pastor has not been able to do that. And I know that if the pastor that is leading this flock is not doing well with bad habits, guess what? My congregation is not going to be <laughs> any better, okay? Unfortunately, that's how it goes. Yeah, leadership kind of, you know, brings the whole thing down, right? So, so this morning, I want to read to you, first of all, if by now you're feeling condemned, I need to... <laughs> I need to change gears here and give you the good news. Uh, if you have the Bible, in uh, your Bible, okay, <laughs> or somebody else's Bible, you can open to Romans 8. And it starts with an amazing sentence. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. You know, the, the reality of, on our planet, the reality of our life uh, is dual. You're either on one side or the other. Either you're under sin and bound to a bad place, or you are free and you're forgiven and you're living a victorious life through the power and the wisdom and the love of the Holy Spirit. The first thing that the Holy Spirit does when he comes into us is he deposits all the agape love of God into our hearts. I mean, <laughs> all the agape love of God. There's no other God. There's no other God, period. But there is no other God if you compare it with any other man-made God, like God, the God that we serve. Because he decided of all the times, of all the places, of all the characteristics, that he would be God that was known as love. God is love. And so that when the Holy Spirit comes, he gives us the love of God. Because he knows that it's going to take a whole lot of love for us to love ourselves and to be able to love God so much that we can then start Picking off all the bad things in our life. Breaking bed in all the, place, all the places that Satan has crouched. That Satan has pick, taken the, 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 the leadership in our life. And is leading us by the nose. And trying to have his way with us. It's very clear 
in this same chapter, on verse 5, Paul continues to write to uh, the Romans. He says that those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires. It's so clear. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. See, there's a, it's a dual choice. It's either one or the other. Because we are creatures, if you notice by now, some of you are old enough to have noticed that you cannot be in two places at the same time. Okay? Sometimes I forget that <laughs> and make people wait. Okay? Do you do that? <laughs> okay? I mean, that's the problem, right? You have, to, you have to choose which life you're going to live. Is it going to be the life that is dealt and, and managed and uh, overpowered by the Spirit of God? Or is it the life that you want to lead? You see, the, the problem with us is that because we have focused so much on, on Jesus' work, on forgiveness. So, I mean, it's, uh, forgiveness is amazing because without forgiveness, you cannot even make a step of faith. You cannot even get in the door, okay? It gets you in the door. But all of us have gotten very comfortable in thinking this Christianity today is, is people that are middle-class Christians like us, that we have focused on this thing that we are, we got the ticket to heaven. We belong to Christ. Christ is my Savior. But the question is, is Christ being your Lord also? Because if He is not the Lord of your life, then you're going to be doing all the things that you were doing before, only couched in a different kind of way so that it's hidden from our, our conscience so many times and we feel okay. I'm doing okay. You're doing okay. We're all doing okay. And God has forgiven me. The Holy Spirit has been given to us so that He may lead us. He's the comforter, so He may tell us, don't worry about what you've done. All you have to do is ask for forgiveness. And then He'll remind us, if you read that part of the Bible, that He's faithful and true to forgive, to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. This morning, I'm going to talk to you a little bit more about how do I engage with the Spirit? Our, when we get embarrassed because our sinful habit, our bad habit, is taking over and is embarrassing us in front of our friends and family. You know, how many of you have done that? <laughs> okay? And somebody has to sit you down and say, you know, Henry, you got to stop doing that. That's not good. <laughs> Has anybody love, lovingly told you that? I mean, this is, they, when it starts to come out like that, it's not just our inner life that we have struggled with. We have an inner life that actually then takes off on the outside and then makes things so embarrassing for us. And even if it's embarrassment, whatever it takes to get you back on track, the Holy Spirit is waiting and is able. Uh, there is something missing, in other words, say, another way to say this, uh, there's something missing with your Bibles. You're missing something in your Bibles. They're incomplete. I know you read your Word, right? You read the Word of God. Some of you have memorized Scripture. Some of you have argued about Scripture. Some of you are teaching Scripture. Some of you are sharing Scripture with others at work, perhaps, or your family, or teaching your kids or your grandkids. 
but there's something missing in your Bible. It's not just about reading the Word of God or hearing the Word of God. It's also about doing the Word of God. I don't know, the last time you read Shakespeare, anybody here went to college and read Shakespeare? Or <laughs> he has this uh, amazing quote in Macbeth. He says, Words to the heat of deeds, too cold breath gives. In other words, what Macbeth is about to do, <laughs> it's going to be so hot, okay, and so impacting that the words don't do it justice. Other way of saying it is that actions speak louder than words. That's one of Richard's famous quotes, okay? Actions speak louder than words, okay? I'm not going to pretend how he is. He's doing this. <laughs> but I'll, but I'm, I want to remind you that this is what's going on. This is, we think that we know because in my mind, because I know the Bible so well, I know it in Greek, I know it in, in Hebrew a little bit, and I know it in English very well. I'm so good with the Word of God. I feel like that's not my problem. But something is missing. What? Application. Application. If you don't go to application, it's nothing. You know, what, is, what does James say? It's like looking in the mirror. A lot of us looked in the mirror this morning, right? Looked at the mirror and said, I got to shave. You know, I'm, I'm getting something over here. I need to shave so I don't look as old as I am. <laughs> so I shaved. But the point is that we look at the mirror and then we forget. The Bible says, James says, we forget what we look like. We forget what we have figured out and go on our way and doing the same thing over again. We're not changing. We're not breaking any bad habits. We're the same that we were yesterday, the day before, months before, years before. And some of us that live with each other, whether couples and brothers and sisters, you know, we know each other very well, right? You can point, I know what's going on with him. I know what he's going to do now because he's done it so many times. It's predictable. And the Bible and God and this, our Savior Jesus, they want to make sure that we're not that predictable. At least when it comes to sinning, when it comes to bad habits. God wants us to be able to be led by the Spirit of God. And Erwin Luther writes a quote about F.B. Mayer. F.B. Mayer was an amazing preacher and teacher and writer. And he says... Uh, As you took forgiveness from the hand of the dying Christ, take the Holy Spirit from the hand of the living Christ. He said he died that we may be forgiven. But he lives that we may be just like him. You can be like Jesus in everything. You and I can take off all the bad habits in our lives under the direction of the Holy Spirit. I want you to go home this, you know, this afternoon and start, you know what, I'm going to make a list and I'm going to go after it. Make the list, but go after the Holy Spirit. Okay? It's the Holy Spirit that enables us. 
It's the Holy Spirit that has the power, the resurrection power, the resurrection power that wrote Jesus from the dead, the resurrection power that made people walk that were lame, blind to see, you know, people that are sinners to become holy men and women of God. This is what the Holy Spirit has done throughout the ages and is doing today, and it's available 24-7. I want us to be able to speak to the Holy Spirit on a daily basis, throughout the day. We need to be able to uh, <clears throat> understand that this is a faith issue. What do I mean by that? How did you become a Christian? Remember when you were first born again? You were born again. And you are so happy, you know, you're led to Christ maybe by somebody or born again by yourself or, you know, after some Billy Graham crusade, whatever it was, right? It was something amazing, right? And you were, you know, you're just jumping with joy and feeling like you're, all, all this thing is lifted. The, the, the burdens were lifted at Calvary, you know, remember all that song and everything else? And you're, you were so amazed by that, right? And then what happened? About two weeks down the, the, the stretch, what happened? You did something bad, right? You went back to your bad habits. And then what did you say? Oh, my God. I'm not saved. <laughs> remember? Remember that fight? I remember that fight. I was a teenager. And I, I remember that once I messed up after I was born again, I was like, oh, my God, I'm not saved. I don't think I'm saved anymore. So, okay, and sometimes there's religions like that where you have to keep saving, being saved over and over again, <laughs> okay? But that's not true, okay? It's Satan trying to convince you that nothing has happened. Did you see sparkles? Did you see, you know, all these uh, angelic voices hearing? Uh, oh, I mean, he wants us to have some kind of sign that we focus on, which is what? Eyes, right? It's all our soul. The eyes of our, of our uh, in our heads, and the hearing and all that. And if our senses are not filled with constant signs that we are saved, we start to doubt. Okay? So it took faith to get through that, that probationary period. Okay? It took faith. I had to say to myself, and I was taught by others who knew better, that you need to tell yourself, no, I am saved. I asked Jesus to come into my heart, and he has. Yeah, Maybe there wasn't anything horrible going on and impressive and wonderful and all this kind of stuff. But the, faith, the idea was that based on the faith, based on what the scripture says, if I accept Jesus Christ, then I'm saved. And once I'm saved, Jesus Christ doesn't just go away. Say, I'm sorry, you know, I got to go. <laughs> you know, this is not a great place for me to live with you. No, Jesus Christ gives us the Holy Spirit who then works things out, okay? So the same way you receive Jesus Christ and you have to struggle with your faith, had to struggle with your doubts, the same way you need to now receive the Holy Spirit that is already in you, and he's not impatient, he waits. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman, he doesn't break in and say, hey, I, I, I got something for you, I got something for you, stop, stop. You know, no, he doesn't do that. He's quiet. We have to allow him to be loud. We have to allow him. We have the power in us to allow him to do whatever he wants to do so that we can get into the right place to be in the footsteps of Jesus Christ. What's happened so many times with us is that we have forgotten. We enjoy our 
freedom in Christ. We enjoy all the position that we have with Christ. And we should. But we don't realize that unless we ask the Holy Spirit to take control of our will, not anything else, our will. Because our will makes executive decisions and we think that everything is the right thing to do and then we realize that that was not the right decision. But we keep on doing it and then it becomes a habit. And then it becomes something hurtful and then it becomes something embarrassing and then it becomes so bad that the whole congregation knows about it. <laughs> okay? And we don't want that. So what I want us to do this morning before we come to the table of the Lord is we need to ask for forgiveness from the Holy Spirit. We need to take a couple of minutes. I, want to, I hope that you have your, your bulletins in front of you. You can just write that in. Write the verses. The, it's Romans, 5, uh, Romans 8, 5 and 6. And Romans 8, verse 1. Those are the things that will help you realize that this is the truth about you and the Holy Spirit. Then I want you to make a decision. Don't figure out what bad habit you want to break. Let the Holy Spirit decide. Okay? He is your leader. He's the one that knows you inside and out because he lives in you. And he is the one that has the power, the power to change you. I'm going to give you a few minutes to do that. <clears throat>